In this series that we've been doing called Stop Running Scared, we've been talking about how you can break free from any fear. Break free from any fear that seems to be surrounding you, that seems to be pressing in upon you, no matter what that is. Today, as we come to the end of this series, I want to talk with you about breaking free from the fear of being rejected. Breaking free from the fear of being rejected by someone. And I'd like to start off with a little quiz. Take a look at these people on the screen. What do these people have in common? The teenager who gives in to peer pressure even though she knows better? The workaholic who's still reacting to his father's statement, you'll never amount to anything? The abused wife who continues to stay quiet about her abusive husband? The overlooked and overbooked person who just can't seem to say no to anyone or anything, so his calendar is crammed full all the time. The wishy-washy person who never takes a stand for anything. Or the shy guy who suffers from this thing of loneliness, too afraid to build relationships. Or what about the Christian who has not once spoken about her faith to her co-workers? The question is, what do all those people have in common? The answer is, they all fear being rejected by someone they really love. They all feel the fear of being excluded from a relationship with someone they really love. They all feel being alienated from someone they love. Today, I want you to understand that your life does not have to be governed by the fear of being rejected. Your life doesn't have to be controlled by the fear, if I don't do this right or I don't do that right, I'll be rejected. You don't have to live your life asking, if I don't do this, will I be rejected? You don't have to live your life asking, if I do this, what will people think of me? You see, that's the big question today in our culture. We're a culture that runs scared of not being accepted. We're a culture that runs scared uh, of not being approved of. We're a culture that runs scared of not being included. We run scared when it comes to fearing being rejected by those we love. And yet the Bible says this, that fearing what others think of you is a trap. Take a look at this on the screen. The Bible says, fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Listen, when you spend your life worrying about and fretting about what other people think, folks, you're headed for big trouble. Living life fearing what others think will stop you. It will hinder you. It will imprison you. It will immobilize you. We don't need to fear what people think. But once you've ever experienced a rejection, you never want to have it happen again. Amen? You never want to have that happen again. But you live in fear that it will. That it will happen again. Whether that rejection came from a parent, a friend, a spouse, an employer. You never want to feel that pain ever again. Listen, you can break free from the fear of rejection. But first you've got to understand why it's so important to break free 
First of all, write this down. Stop fearing rejection. Stop fearing it. Why? Why is this message such a big deal? Here's seven reasons why. Because fearing what others think about you, it allows others to manipulate you. If you fear being rejected, you're going to do whatever somebody else wants you to do, whether it's good for you or not. You're just going to do it. You don't want to be rejected. It's kind of like a couple gals going shopping, and you're out there shopping with your friend at the mall, and you come to this sale. And it's a great sale. And your friend looks at you, and she says, with prices like this, you would be a fool not to buy something. And so you end up, what do you do? You end up buying something you don't like, you didn't want, you really don't need. Because your friend said you'd be a fool if you didn't buy something. And you didn't want to be rejected by your friend in your friend's eyes. The fear of rejection allows others to manipulate you. Next, it causes you to conform to others. Folks, we tend to walk like other people. We tend to talk like other people. We tend to, to dress like other people, act like other people. And why? Because we want to be accepted by those other people. We want to fit in with them. We want to be accepted by them, not rejected by them. Saul said it this way. He had the, he had the same problem. He said, I sinned. I was afraid of the people. Look here. So I gave in to them. We conform because we fear rejection. And it causes us to conform to others. Next, it keeps you from speaking the truth. Why do people lie? Because they're afraid if they do tell the truth, they will be rejected. Fear of rejection keeps you from telling the truth. Next, it keeps you from experiencing love. Past hurts often prevent future relationships. Like someone says, I got burned on a hot stove once, so I'm never going to touch a stove again. And it's the same way in, in relationships, how people deal with relationships. I was rejected, I got burned in a relationship once, so I'm never going to get close to anyone ever again. The fear of rejection keeps you from experiencing love. Next, it causes loneliness. You won't take a risk to build a friendship because that person just might reject you. It then produces sadness. David said, their insults have broken my heart, and I am in despair. At times, people can do and say really hurtful things. Really hurtful things. And if you're living for their approval, but you don't get their approval, it can cause a crushing sadness in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit. The fear of rejection produces sadness. Next, it silences your witness. Some people say silence isn't golden. But for some people, it's yellow. Sometimes silence isn't golden. It's just plain yellow. It's just plain cowardly. The Bible says this. Look at this. Many believed in Jesus, but they would not admit it for fear of the Pharisees. They were more concerned to have the approval of men than the approval of God. Sometimes we don't share faith because we're more worried about the approval of our friends than we're worried about their eternal destiny. Wow. Everybody say wow with me. Wow. So you, you just don't tell them that you're a Christian. You, you don't tell them that you go to church. You don't invite them to come join you at church. You would rather have their approval than even caring about where they're going to spend eternity. 
you're more concerned about the approval of men than the approval of God. So the fear of rejection can silence your witness. So listen really close. The fear of being rejected can impact every single area of your life. It literally can. So today, I want to encourage you to decide to do this. Write this down. Start overcoming this fear of rejection. The bottom line is this. You can stop fearing rejection, and you can start overcoming it. But how do you do that? First of all, write this down. By putting God in first place. By putting God in the very first place in your heart and life. That's what David did. And when he did that, he says, he no longer feared anyone. Look at this. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I will fear no one. David found that the Lord is your light. And as your light, he does three things for you. And because of that, you don't have to fear anyone. What's the first thing he does? Write it down. He illuminates things. When you put the Lord in the first place in your life and you draw close to him, he lights things up for you. You begin to see things more clearly as you sit in his presence and, and ask him to speak to your heart about a certain issue that you're, you're dealing with. He begins to bring thoughts and he shows you things more clearly. Fears flee just like darkness flees when light appears. The next thing he does is he protects you from things. When you put the Lord in the first place in your life, he's like this awesome spotlight security system that comes on around your house when somebody's sneaking around your house. He is protecting you from things that you don't even know is coming against you. He protects you. Third thing he does, he energizes you for all things. When you put the Lord in the first place of your life, he lights up your day. He brightens your day. He is like the sun that breaks through the clouds on a cloudy day. He gives you new hope. He gives you new energy. So David is saying here, the Lord is my light. He illuminates things for me so I see things more clearly. The Lord is my light. He protects me from things I don't even see coming. The Lord, he energizes me for all the things that I see facing me. I'm out of strength, but he's not. Therefore, I will fear no one. He illuminates, he protects, he energizes. The question is, have you put God into that first place in your life? Or are you still first place? Is your spouse first place? Is your work, your job first place? Is money first place? Put God into the first place. Are you trusting somebody else to illuminate things to you? Do you go to somebody else to say, I need to, you to help me to see things more clearly? Are you trusting somebody else to protect, me, protect you from those things you don't yet see coming in your life? Are you looking to somebody else to energize you for all the things you see facing you? If you are, you're heading for trouble because people burn out, people wear out, people die off, and then sometimes they decide they just don't like you and they, they go away. <laughs> So who are you trusting to help you in life? But when God is first in your life and you're seeking his approval, you can say, I'm not going to sweat it if people don't like me, if people reject me, because my God likes me. Amen? Because my God accepts me. So I'm not going to sweat it. But listen close now. The Lord's not only your light. The Bible says the Lord is also your salvation. 
David knew that no matter what happened, God would always be with him, that God would always love him, and God was always, would always save him. The Bible says this, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, God is declaring to Moses, to Joshua, and then to David, you don't have to fear anybody because I'm with you. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Things will come against you, but you have to fear no one. People will come against you, but you don't have to fear them. Folks, it doesn't matter if somebody else rejects you. What matters is that God won't. Amen? Oh, you guys are still half asleep. Amen? Amen. God won't reject you. That's the first step to overcoming the fear of rejection, is to put God first in your life and to realize that the Lord is your light and the Lord is your salvation. Because when he is, you realize you don't have to fear anyone or anything. David prayed this, save me from the insults I fear. I want to obey your commands. Show me how much you love me, Lord, then I can answer those who insult me. Here, David is being rejected because he's doing his best to live by God's word, to follow God's word, to live in a holy, pleasing, acceptable way. But people were coming against him, insulting him for trying to do that rejecting him for what he was trying to do. But he stayed true to God. He kept God first place in his life. He cared more about God's approval than gaining other people's approval. The Bible says for yourself, concentrate on winning God's approval. Folks, David did that. And you and I need to do that. And if we do that, you know what it does? It simplifies our life. It really simplifies our life because you can't please everybody. Have you learned that? Man, if you try to get everybody's approval and please everybody, you can't do that. You can't please everybody. You, you please one group and then another group is mad at you. That's just the way it works. The truth is even God can't please everybody. God tries to please one group by sending rain and another group's mad because he, they want a sunshine. God can't even please everybody. So don't you try to please everybody. The secret of overcoming the fear of rejection is to say, I'm just going to focus on doing what I know pleases God and wins God's approval. It doesn't matter who rejects me because God accepts me. So start overcoming the fear of rejection by putting God in first place in your life. And then next, write this down, by putting people in their place. Now, I'm not talking about doing a drop kick and kicking people into the next county or something. But put people in their place. I'm talking about not putting their opinions in the same place as God's. I'm talking about putting their opinions in the right place. The Bible says this. The Lord says, I am the one who strengthens you. Why should you fear mortal man who is no more than enduring grass? Folks, men and their opinions are going to come, they're going to go, they're here one day, they're gone tomorrow like grass. So look to God. Look to the one who is eternal. Look to the one who loves you and accepts you. Now you might get some good counsel and some good criticism that, that you should listen to, but don't just automatically assume that what you're hearing from somebody else is coming straight from God to you. 
Judge it for what it's worth. Listen, when people's approval becomes all important to you, and more important than God's approval, you're setting yourself up to live in fear. The fear of disappointing them and being rejected by them. And for some people, all that matters is what others think of them. They're always trying to gain people's approval. What do my friends think? What do my teachers think? What's my professor think? My coach think? My co-workers? My employer? What, what do they think of me? What do my parents think of me? That was me early in my life in ministry. I mean, I, I had loving, Christ-centered parents. And my dad proved in many, many ways that he loved me. But he was one of those guys that never expressed what he thought of how I was doing in the ministry or that he was proud of me. And so when I first moved to California, when Shirley and I got the call to move to Whittier and to pastor a church there, I had my first shot of being a lead pastor, my first shot at leading a multiple staff. And I, folks, I gave it everything I had. I, I worked night, I worked day, I worked so hard to be all that God was creating me and calling me to be. And the church began to grow and fruit was coming, people were coming to know Christ. And yet I came to a place where I was a nervous wreck. Panic attacks set in and I, I, I was a mess. And all I could think about was that the church had hired this young, hot pastor to come and help them grow. Well, Shirley was hot. I wasn't, but. <laughs> but they'd hired this young, hot pastor to come and help their church grow and, 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 and just be awesome. And so they paid all of our expenses, moved us all the way to California. But now this young pastor was on the verge of falling apart. It was all I could do to get up in front of people and share God's word. And even though nobody else knew, it got so bad that I finally had to admit to myself that I wouldn't get better unless I sought some help. And so this pastor, the one who's supposed to be the counselor and the wise advice giver, went to a Christian counselor. And after about the third session, the Christian counselor pointed out to me that I was working harder to get my dad's approval than I was God's approval that I was wanting to hear my dad say, great job, son, proud of you, you're doing good. And I was wanting that more than I wanted God's approval. So beginning that day, I started working for God's approval alone. That day, I began to start to work for the audience of one. Amen? The only one that really, really matters. That day, I also started working on forgiving my dad for the approval I hadn't gotten from him. And you know what? When I forgave my dad and I started working for the approval of the one, that very same week, I'll never forget it, standing in the kitchen, phone rings. My dad said, you're doing great, son. Proud of you. I love you. I'm 64 and it still makes me cry. But when I started working for the audience of one and working hard to get God's approval more than my own dad's approval, and I began to forgive dad for just a weakness that he had, 
then it all began to come together. And every phone call after that, he kept affirming me and ending the calls with, I love you. Listen, as good as it feels to be accepted by a parent or by somebody else, folks, you got to put God in first place. And you got to put everybody else in their right place. Paul the Apostle says this, Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Folks, please God, not men. Amen? Choose to serve God, not men. Choose to live for the applause of God. Work for the approval of God, not men. Now, studies prove that people's number one fear is the fear of speaking in front of people. Why is that? It's the fear of rejection. What if I get up and they don't like me? What if I get up and they don't agree with me? I mean, if I were to call you up next Wednesday and say, I'm sick, I've got some great notes, but I want you to speak for both services on Sunday, some of you would have a cardiac arrest right there on the spot because of the fear of rejection. But listen, there's not one thing that you can't do if you are seeking the approval of God instead of men. When I stand up here to share God's word with you, I'm doing it to please just an audience of one. Yes, I love you, and I, and I, and I want you to grow because of meeting and worshiping and listening to the word of God, but I'm here to please an audience of one. Amen? Amen. I'm here to do what God has called me to do, and that's proclaim his word to you. Amen? And the Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, it doesn't matter who's against you, who's rejecting you. Yes, you may be affected by other people's opinions, by other people's rejections, but you don't have to be directed by their opinions or their rejections. You don't have to change your direction. You just keep moving in the direction that God's leading you to go. When God called me to start this church, he gave me a clear vision of the style of worship and the mission that we were to pursue to reach the, the people here in East Yorba Linda. And he gave me that clear vision. And yet I want to tell you, over the past 27 years, I've had many, many critical comments saying we should do things differently or do different kinds of things. I mean, people that have come to Canyon Hills from a liturgical church background say, why don't we say the Lord's Prayer every week? Or why don't we serve communion in the Sunday services every week? People coming from charismatic church backgrounds say, well, why, why don't we have healing services and why don't we speak in tongues? People coming to Canyon Hills from fundamentalist church backgrounds say, well, why don't we have altar calls every single week and why don't we have a Sunday school for adults and, and, and why don't we sing more hymns and use more hymn books? Folks, if I acted on every opinion fearing rejection, this church would be a mess. <laughs> we would be a hodgepodge of, of, of everything. You can't please everybody. So you just got to say, what did God call me to do? What would please God most? Start overcoming the fear of rejection by putting God into first place in your life and then by putting people in their place and then third and last, by putting yourself in the proper place. Put yourself in the proper place. Now what's the antidote to fearing rejection? The antidote is accepting what God says about you. The antidote is believing with all your heart, deep in your soul, what God says about you. Here's three things that God says about you. 
Write this down. You are accepted by God. Some of you are here today and you're still not feeling like God accepts you, that he loves you. You are accepted by God. You were designed by him. You were created by him. And God doesn't make junk. Amen? Amen. He doesn't make junk. David says, you, God, made man inferior only to yourself. Not inferior to anybody else, only to holy God himself. You crowned him with glory and honor. That means, folks, you are special. It means that you were made to serve God and live with God forever and ever. Second thing he says about you, Jesus made you acceptable to God. Not only were you created by God, but Jesus, through his payment for the sins of the, uh, your sins on the cross, he has made you acceptable to holy God. The Bible says this, through what Christ did for us, he, God the Father, decided to make us holy in his eyes, look at this, without single fault. You know, God sees you like that. Even though you're not perfect, but if you've invited Jesus Christ into your heart and life as your Savior and your Lord, and you're doing your best to follow him, he sees you like you have not one fault. We stand before God covered with his love. Amen? Everybody go wow with me. <laughs> wow. Isn't that awesome? Covered by his love. Covered. That's a great verse. God the Father says what Jesus did was acceptable, and because of him, you are acceptable. Now, the third thing he says about you, you will not be rejected by God. No matter who in this life may reject you, God will never reject you. He never will. The Bible says this, even if my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Now, some of you may still be trying to win your parents' approval. You may get it. You may not get it. But if you invite Jesus Christ into your life and follow him as Savior and Lord, you've got God's approval. You've got it. Now, listen really close. You can start overcoming the fear of being rejected by putting God in first place, by putting people in their place, and by putting yourself in the proper place, believing that you are one created by God, accepted by God, and one that will never, ever be rejected by God. That is how you overcome the fear of rejection. And Canyon Hills people said, amen. amen. You don't have to live in fear. You just work for the applause and the approval of one man. Amen? The approval of God. And you can live without fear. Yes, there will be times of rejection, but you just keep following Jesus Christ no matter what. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? As I pray this prayer, would you consider just repeating it after me or saying, yes, God, that's what I want, just silently in your heart. Father, I choose today to overcome the fear of rejection. I choose to live to win your approval above all else. I'll do that by putting you in first place in my life right here, right now. By putting people in their place and by putting myself in the proper place by believing what you say about me, that you accept me and will never reject me. Thank you for accepting me and loving me. Father, I, I'm just so thankful that you don't want us to stay the way that we are, but you take us the way that we are. 
And then you begin to work with us. And if we follow you, we begin to serve you and obey you. You begin to do a wonderful work in our lives. Lord, help us to break free from this fear of rejection. Help us to stop running scared from stuff. Help us to look to you, follow you, serve you, and all else will fall into place. I pray in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen.